What is up, headbangers? You are locked into the Filthy Beat Inspectors podcast with Dubstep FBI. I am your co-host, Chrissy, and I've got my girl, Yessie, right here with me. We are so excited to bring you guys our interview with the long boy himself, Uber. We talked about so many things in this episode, including the brain boy and his brand artwork, how the sauce boys came to be, and what the heck a milk argument even means. If you haven't already, be sure to check out our most recent episode of Riot Control Radio with Knox from Queensland, Australia. Be sure to follow the Dubstep Slappers playlist, handpicked by the street team members Brawny, Lex, and Jalen, updated every Sunday on Spotify and SoundCloud. Check out the monthly rhythm reviews by Jalen, the latest one dropped on Disciple Roundtable's whole EP, and subscribe on dubstepfbi.com for the latest worldwide dubstep news in your inbox. All of our podcasts and blog premieres can be found on EDM Central Hub, stagehoppers.com. So be sure to check it out. Let's jump right in. What is up, everybody? I am your co-host, Chrissy. I am Yessie. And today we have a very special guest on the mic, Uber. How are you? I'm doing good. Kind of tired, but we're, we're moving. Yes, <laughs> we're super excited to have you on today. Um, yeah, I'm excited thank, to be here. Thank you for being our guest. Yeah, so I saw that you just released, you know, the Relinquish EP. And oh, aren't yeah, you happy? Yeah. yeah, aren't you happy that you didn't have to get a face tap for that? Oh yeah, no, super, super glad. Very, uh, the funny thing about like that whole face tat situation, it's really funny because we did that whole thing, like, uh, I think a month before that EP came out. And Uh that, so that was on my face the entire time. That was like, like it was, it was a stencil of a tattoo, but, uh, in order to get enough content to span out a week, we just had that tattoo, like, well, that stencil on my face for the entire day, which also meant I was like in public with that face tattoo on the entire time and like that's the second i realized i can't have a face tattoo i literally i was so self-conscious about it it was like um it's like that situation where like if you just like take too much edibles and you're constantly anxious and you think everyone's looking at you but actually the reality is everyone is looking at you and you're not (laughs) on edibles and you're just like oh this is terrible oh my gosh Uh, word (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, worst part about that is like towards the end of the night, my car got uh, towed, so I had to go to the fucking car, like where the scrapyard or wherever they put my car, and with that on, and I'm just like, oh, man. oh even worse. <laughs> this is horrible, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad I did it because it was the funniest shit uh, for a post EP promo, but uh, yeah, it was definitely a really, really wacky day. Damn. Well, hopefully you weren't on a bunch of edibles when you had to go retrieve your car from. No, the no, 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 definitely. I, I was just saying I was co- just comparing that sort of feeling where everyone's just looking at you like, what the yeah. fuck is this guy looking like? Dumbass Damn. with a face tattoo. Yeah, I know if I weren't on edibles, I probably wouldn't have been able to get my car. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. You'd just probably be uh, someone get some someone give me some orange juice. I'm trying to I'm trying to live my life. <laughs> 
for real. I mean, I would never get a face tattoo for many reasons, but the main one would probably be that my parents would disown me. Oh yeah. So, not oh, happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm for the most part, I'm just like, yeah, no face tattoo. I, I got face tattoo light. I'm good. Yes. Well, I'm curious related to that EP, you had a song called milk argument and I, <laughs> I was listening to that and I was like, dude, he's got to fill us in. Like, what are we missing? What is a milk? There, argument? There, there's nothing to milk argument. Milk argument is an enigma. Well, the whole thing that was that whole track was made in like a discord call. And uh, one of my buddies just sent me a video where it's literally just like a video of someone pronunciating like a word, like you, you'll have that for like names, like, uh, like Hallie or something like that but um for pronunciation but uh like yeah he there was just one video where it was like milk argument and he the whole entire time he's like milk argument milk argument and I'm just like that's hilarious and I was already working on a track so I just slapped that in there and uh that whole time it's just milk I just thought that shit was so funny but uh, yeah, there's not there's not really too much to it. It's just what happens when your brain completely smooths out at like 2 a.m. and you're trying to make a track. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's unique. No one else is going to have that sample, no, right? My this whole. Yeah, exactly. No one's going to have the foresight to be like, this is a perfect sample for a dubstep track. But uh, I don't know if it's the sort of vibe where it's just kind of goofy the entire time. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's your brand overall is a little goofy, at least from what I've picked up. on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I like to have fun. I think, like, the main thing I try to do is, like, entertain. I feel like that's, like, a big part of being a, like, full-time musician. you got to be entertaining. And uh, it's hard. (laughs) So that's why I have a really hard time, like, posting stuff. Because I'm like, I don't want to just be like, hey, guess what? Uh, Still still in quarantine, still being safe, still in my room. Mm -hmm. Unless I got something good going on, like cat ears. I don't know. Yeah, what was that all about? Oh, that, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> like pretty, pretty much, my brain operates with like um, uh, funny first, and then everything else secondary. And like, I don't know, I've just been seeing a bunch of catboy memes, and I'm like, yo, this is funny. This is funny. And if I, like, I'm just slowly turning into a catboy as a result of funny first. <laughs> Where are those? We were expecting you to show up on the podcast. They're in a box ears. right now, and I, I just literally got out of the shower, so I. <laughs> my hair to dry so so I love how like what you were saying earlier is that you know if you're a full-time musician you have to constantly come up with creative ideas so I think that's what I love most about your music is that you're always experimenting with different styles outside of dubstep yeah like uh especially now just because you, I'm not really beholden to like uh making just only dubstep but it, like even then like uh last well the last couple of years I've just been trying to go outside um the general well just 140 in general and just see what my sound works with and right now I'm having a lot of fun making drum bass like I've always been a really big fan of drum bass more specifically jump up but like now is like the perfect time for me to sort of like expand out with that just because I love drum and bass but uh it's you that U.S. audiences are notorious for like responding very poorly to it i've seen a couple of like specifically like british djs like rusco and Funcase and like uh well uh, downlink's canadian but he occasionally throws in um, drum bass into their sets and like i enjoy it but i feel like the big thing is most crowds um 
are just don't know what to listen to or what they want for out of drum and bass and i feel like jump up is probably the closest thing they could enjoy just because the drum patterns are a little bit more simple and it's more about like catchy like riffs rather than like these crazy drums and like a ridiculous free space going on the entire time so it's really i don't know because like at the end of the day it's like shows are who knows when show like in-person shows are going to be back but i'm definitely gonna try to push drum and bass onto the unsuspecting audience (laughs) it's interesting that you say that too because i feel like you're not the only dubstep artist who i've seen recently express interest in pushing out some of their D&B stuff. Um, yeah. What's what's cu- what's interesting to me, t- though, is that, th- like you said, the U.S. audience doesn't really listen to D&B, so they, like, don't know what to do when it comes on. Well, it, uh, like, let me be a little bit more specific. It's, like, ra- like uh, U.S., like, ravers, if, if anything, because I feel like most producers who, especially dubstep producers, tend to also like drum and bass, but it's just like the average showgoer may not necessarily like it just because the main complaint I hear, it's like, well, how do I dance to this? And specifically for like most other drum and bass, it's like more um, about like a lot of drums and like minimal bass lines. Um, While jump up is more about like minimal drums and catchy riffs and i feel like that would just translate really well into usr markets but that's that's like just me speculating like it could very well be like oh if anything we hate all drum and bass you suck (laughs) stop it right they're like if you don't play rhythm get out of here yeah well there's a lot of crowds that are like that but i don't know i'll I'll just play like a little bit of it see if they like it be like "Mm, maybe a little bit try some Mm -hmm. vegetables come on yeah exactly well, how did you get into producing in the first place? Uh, so, like, I, I've been listening to dubstep for almost, like, almost 10 years. Actually, no, it's probably been 10 years now. That's crazy. Um, wow. Hell yeah. But uh, I only started, like, six years ago. Yeah, six years ago sounds right. Um, and, like, during that time, I, was, I would just get, like, so into, like, hold on, let me rephrase all that. Uh, when I first got into dubstep, like I really enjoyed it. I was just like scouring YouTube for as much like cool dubstep as I can find. And it eventually led me into like SoundCloud. And from there I got into like a whole huge rabbit hole for underground dubstep. And like when everyone really hated dubstep, that was like my favorite time to listen to it. Cause like that era was so interesting to me. And it got to a point where I was like listening to like 1000 follower, like soundcloud artists who were just like pushing out dubstep and i got to a point where i'm like hey i probably can do this i'm like i know where all these youtube tutorials are and it's like the biggest thing i was concerned with was i thought like they all bought like um, analog equipment like they had like synthesizers and like these crazy stacks with compressors and saturators and i'm just like i I can't afford that i can barely afford my computer to begin with and then I found out is like it's mostly software based. So I'm just like, oh, I could just I could do that. Mm-hmm. I can buy a few programs, get mm-hmm. get into that. And yeah, I spent like a summer essentially nonstop trying to learn how to produce dubstep and just kept going ever since. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what's like so curious about this scene is that on the outside you think that everyone has the latest and greatest equipment and they have you know like you mentioned the software and 
they're working in like this insane studio. But from my experience, like at least in podcasting, a lot of it is just people like sitting in their bedroom, like they have yeah. a mic or something, but yeah. um this microphone is the most impressive part of my whole studio. <laughs> what are you working on right now? What is that? Uh, uh, so this is a Shure SM7B. I, I recently got this. It's um, this little this little arm. I, I can't remember. It's a blue something. But uh, yeah, I, I got this just so that I can just do direct audio into my DAW and like just generally have like a good microphone is never going to age or anything so i figured i'm like eh, why not just put a little couple bucks into this and make sure i have a good setup just in case i want to do vocals yeah exactly quality over quantity yeah oh yeah totally but um for the rest of my setup i mean like my monitors like i've been using them for five years now and i paid like 250 for the pair <laughs> Damn. yeah but um everything else is pretty budget but uh, that's like the main as long as everything works and you're like tuned to everything I, I, it shouldn't really matter too much mm -hmm. yeah we recently invested in a, a new pair of mics as you can tell um mm -hmm. they have the arm and everything and yeah we figured it was time to level up we were using a snowball for the both oh yeah of us I, together. that's what i used to use too <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah everyone has one of those laying around like my brother gave it to me a few months oh, yeah. ago like just take it like <laughs> Yeah, like snowballs. Snowballs are nice, and they're they're work. They work pretty much. But at the end of the day, it's like you really can't get that much out of them compared to like a professional level microphone. And also, like for the amount of money you put into a microphone, you get way more out of it too. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the amount of time that we're spending, like interviewing you and other artists, and then editing it and publishing it and pushing it out, it's like we might as well just have nice equipment because that'll be a good return for us in the long run. Oh like yeah, you totally. Said, it doesn't age, so. Yeah, exactly. It's very rare for a microphone to be breaking, maybe after like 10 years or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm loving this whole setup that I have. I literally, just like you said, you just keep it simple. I'm just like in my tiny ass room and I just have this microphone set up on my stand-up desk mm -hmm. and a monitor. And that's like all I need. You don't yeah. need like this expensive ass equipment to get started. I mean, oh yeah everyone especially, starts somewhere <laughs> yeah especially for like podcasting like even for producing like most people just literally have a computer and headphones and like maybe get an audio interface to like le like uh wean off some of the cpu usage but like that's like in total like maybe four hundred dollars not including the la like laptop or computer but most mm -hmm. people have a computer so it's just like <sighs> It, the the barrier to entry is producing of producing is really not that big and i feel like most people tend to just don't have like a great understanding well i mean that 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 sort of uh that sort of uh what, what would the word be called stigma around producing isn't as much as it used to be but yeah that was like the main thing i was concerned about like getting into producing i'm like ah i'm gonna spend thousands of dollars and real realistically i just downloaded everything and then I'm like oh okay and then just build as I go and I'm curious too like when you first started producing did you think at all about this brand that became uber like did you no. plan what the vibes would be how did you even become uber uh so uh with the name the name was a, an unfortunate accident because uh, my old gamer tag used to be uber dolphin and I just got used to people call because like that's a huge gamer tag so m most people would just call me uber and so i'm just like well 
that 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 sounds like a good nickname i'll just use that for my producing alias i'm sure there's nothing that could go wrong with me choosing this specific name nope mm-hmm. nothing that could be nothing to worry about just go with it and then uh lo and behold the fucking car service popped up and i thought to myself i'm not changing my name fuck these guys he just they don't even have a fucking profitable business model i'll just keep going with it and now i'm at this point where i'm like i'm six years deep still called uber and uh this car service is still still kicking and i'm just like fuck man Mm -hmm. i mean your name has taken you really far too though because i can't imagine that the car service trademarked uber in the context of music you know. Oh well, yeah, that that's the case too. And then I also variated my name on top of that for search results. Uh, I'm really stubborn when it comes to a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> like, I'll just uh, I'm just like, no, nah, nah, you're not taking this. <laughs> this <is> mine now. <laughs> and I feel like that's a struggle too. That like a lot of upcomers have is that they pick this name and they don't realize like actually that's taken. Like that's tr- that's been trademarked. Yeah, I mean, well. Also, in the same sense, there's a lot of people that don't have trademarks on their alias, but like at the same time, like it's people should try to be creative with their alias names. And um, I mean, granted, there there comes a time where you have to take a step back and realize you might have to do a name change and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, but at the at the end of the day, it's it's all really dependent on um pretty much pretty much the circumstances as vague as that sounds like at the like if, if you have a cool name you can just name your alias after your name that that's always yeah. an option i mean yeah. like case in point is bainbridge that's reggie's middle name he just oh, pulled really? it off and yeah god get god given name there you go perfect yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> got love to see it so what do you so what do you have in store this year what's What's going on? You got any shows or you got any mixes? Um, I'm actually doing a drive-in show with uh, Nightmare and it's a back-to-back with me, uh, Ominous and Yaks. It's uh, happening on Sunday. So that'll be pretty, I'm pretty excited because that'll be my first drive-in show. Hell yeah. That's sick. Why yeah, didn't we no, know about it, this? It's, like, it's been almost a year since I played in front of a crowd. So I'm still pretty excited about it. Got a lot of music. So I'm just like, hmm. Finally, finally get to subject everyone to my drum and bass. <laughs> you got that B3B coming up. Oh yeah, pretty much. I mean, speaking of trios, are the Sauce Boys ever going to get back together? I mean, like uh, for a collab, I don't know because that that whole thing was the wackiest sort of collab that had to happen. Like, but uh, like me, Ulysseel, and Sun Death are all like really good friends, and like. Like pretty much Ulysseel's like a big reason why myself and even like uh, a lot of the dubs I've seen in general, it was like, it really improved. So I'm sure like if we all hang out again, like that could possibly happen. But uh, right now Ulysseel's living in Vegas and uh, me and Sudden Death are still in like the Southern California area, but it's it's a four hour drive difference. That, that whole collab was a really interesting uh, situation because uh, essentially uh, I was over at uh, Ulu Seal's house and then I think Sun Death also came over and we just decided to spend the night and like, like Ulu Seal just said hey um, I'm gonna lock you guys in my room and we're gonna make a song <laughs> and I'm like shit oh okay <laughs> and uh, <laughs> essentially the next two days we just spent working on that track and it was like oh it sounds cool and then um 
a couple weeks passed and uh she was like hey we should finish that song i'm like all right and i'm like try to get danny over and danny like danny doesn't have a car at the, well sun death sun death doesn't have a car at the moment so i i have to literally drive him all the way out to like and he lives like uh like 30 40 minutes away from lucille so it was like I, i'm i'm just pretty much blessing everyone at that point and this happens you're his like uber yeah pretty much literally but, uh i living up to my name but uh this happens twice and so uh like eventually we get the song done that way and i'm just like gluing everything together making everything happen and like then then there was a whole little uh issue with uh whether or not the song was going to get released and like yeah i, I ended up sort of talking everyone <laughs> into releasing it and then lo and behold it released in like uh beginning of 2019 i think it took a whole year for it to actually release though mm -hmm. and i think it, it was funny you mentioned that because right before that it might have been right before or right after um i saw danny play at red rocks i think you might have played that show too it might have been on the snails tour yeah, yeah, I, I, I that was the first stop of the snails tour. I play, I, I was opening set for that, and uh, yeah, that was fun. That was my first time playing Red Rocks, and like honestly, it was really cool. The fact that Danny came out with a lampshade on his head, everyone died. <laughs> that was my idea. <laughs> no fucking way! You told yeah, him to I do told, it. I, I literally looked at the lampshade. I'm like, Danny, you should wear that on your head when you go up on stage. He's like, Yeah, you think? I'm like, Yeah totally and then uh, his manager is like yeah you should put void on it i'm like yeah let's do that yeah because that was like the very beginning stages of void too i remember seeing it on the lampshade and we all were like what's going yeah. on yeah. i have like a nice little iphone video of it yeah that was that, that was really funny <laughs> i'm so surprised that i ended up doing that I think it was, yeah, his manager was like walking him out. You could clearly tell that. Well, he you, can't, you can't see what they're through the lampshade. It's like thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was probably the best sudden death set that I've ever experienced. And having that go down at Red Rocks was like top notch. <laughs> yeah, like um, my favorite sudden death set that I've seen was um, definitely the Palladium show that they did last year. We with them levitating and everything. That was so cool. I'm jealous. Yeah, we definitely yeah. missed that show. I, don't, that was, I think we were that gone was, somewhere. That was one of the best shows I had. of. Well, I always joke. I'm like, that was the best show of uh, 2020 because it was like pretty much one of the last ones. I mean, talk about an entertainer, right? That's the guy, Danny. Every set I've seen of his, whether it be like the back-to-back -back with AFK at EDC, mm. that Red Rock set, the Levitation set, he's the entertainer. Like, oh, yeah. You're going to go and you're going to be dumbfounded by whatever it is that he does, whether it yeah. be wearing like a skull on his head or yelling cunt to the audience. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Danny's really good at doing that, but also at the same time, uh, like, I don't know if he's ever talked about this, like, but the main thing he like, he try almost treats like a DJing as like a theater act. If you think of it like that, because it's pretty much oh, that yeah. you're trying to entertain everyone. So you might as well be, um, uh, for lack of better words, over the top. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, hey, yeah. get your money's worth on that ticket, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly. Get the people in, give them a show. Give them a dinner. <laughs> yes, a dinner. Hey, they're just like passing out snacks. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, um, I've heard you call yourself the long boy before, and I'm curious, like, where did that nickname originate? Um, I don't, honestly, I really don't know. Like, well, the thing is I'm tall, like I'm 6'5", so I'm 
generally taller than pretty much anyone like that I go to at a show that's there's like very few instances where I remember people being taller than me like at shows or something like that um Shaq being one of them Shaq is like gigantic and I'm just like ah I've seen him like twice and I'm like "Ah, there he is yeah can't miss definitely definitely not tall enough to be in the NBA that's for sure but um yeah pretty much uh that sort of came around um one of my like um one of my friends slash like uh really supportive like people they they made like a facebook group and they just called it uber's long boys and i'm just like all right fuck it mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is yeah, and now i'm thinking to myself i'm like long boy probably would have been a better name but uh you know what like i said i'm stubborn so i'm gonna keep sticking with uber yeah i'll take it i like uber a lot better than that it's a little more yeah. unique um i also remember seeing dj diesel come out at red rocks in a cloak it's funny you mentioned that because every time i hear his name i just think about this one set in the summer of 2019 he comes out in a cloak and we all were like oh my god he's so tall oh you know what i might have been playing that show too because you were at yeah, that one too yeah yeah i was playing that one too because that was another uh it's so funny because like I think I was just hanging around in the backstage area and uh, Shaq walked by and I then like one of the dudes literally came came to me with like a pen and paper and I'm like what the fuck he's like you have to sign this here just in case uh, we accidentally got you in the shot we'll let you know if you're on the television show and I'm like okay what he just has a crew following him around yeah that that just signs off for um like um right to use for shots that I'm just like sign off and it's funny because uh Danny's manager um ended up getting in the shot for that so he he ended up being on the shock show they're like sir we're gonna need a release form yeah pretty much that's what they asked for that's hilarious damn you have no choice yeah no well I had to I wanted to I mean I want to be on tv come on (laughs) of course especially with him yeah yeah totally so that that was definitely a I don't know. I feel like my life is just a comedy. Well, it's not the wackiest situation, but like a lot of wacky situations do happen, which keeps keeps everything a little interesting. Coronavirus being the wackiest for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, speaking of wacky, you have this wacky little character in like all of your album oh, yeah. art. What is this character? <laughs> is that supposed to be you? Uh, that's like I I just call him Brain Boy because I can't really think of a better name for him, but uh. <laughs> So like I like made that logo in um I want to say 2017 maybe it's 2016 could be 2016 yeah I want to say that but um I made that logo just because I was thinking to myself oh well I mean like Uber is a good name and all but I probably should have like an image like a general theme around it and I was thinking to myself oh barely alive has like a little logo and like it's like that little TV sort of tv microwave head thing so i'm like yeah, i might as well just try my hand at it because uh I, I do a lot of graphic design and i've done a lot of illustrations um like before i started producing so i just designed myself a logo and then i'm just like uh like i, I literally just started with a circle just put a face on it and i'm like you know it'd be more interesting if the brain was visible <laughs> i'm like just have like a lot of simple elements and then just pop brain on top and then eventually it just got super cartoonified and I just kept going with it. I feel like that's like the summary of my career. It's just like a lot of things just happen. I'm like, eh, let's go. Let's work with it. There's not too much yeah. planning, but like, I feel like it's more genuine that way because 
uh, when like there's so much planning behind a brand, it kind of feels like corny almost. Mm-hmm. Feels and that's like not like necessarily saying any like any specific brand is corny, but like I just feel like plan like the lack of planning really definitely makes stuff more unique because you kind of just go with the flow and see how people like perceive stuff. And obviously I do have planning to some degree because now like my entire brand is like really dialed in. And then people are like, how do you think of this? You're, you're a graphic design genius. And I'm like, <laughs> literally just what happens with like, just being around for years. <laughs> did you, point. did you do all that in Illustrator or Procreate or? Oh, so I, I'm a little shitter when it comes to doing that kind of stuff. I hate Illustrator and I only do Photoshop. <laughs> only rasters, eh? Yeah. So I, I'd like, I'm, I, I just can't do vectors. I just never was a big fan of using Illustrator. So I just do everything in Photoshop. And like my, the way I compensate with it is I just do it at like 3000 by 3000. I'm like, you can't tell the difference if it's really big. So let's go. Damn. <laughs> did, you, did you design the NSD art? Uh, so no, I didn't design it, but um, that was all des- like done, illustrated by uh, Junkyard. But uh, I did, the, well, I thought of the concept for it, but then obviously Junkyard took that concept and made it actually look good because <laughs> I would have never been able to do that myself. But um, yeah, he's been doing my art for almost like a year now, I believe. And he's been killing it. I love pretty much everything that he does. And that's been what's gluing my brand together. <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm just like, yeah, just give it a junkyard. He'll, he'll make it look good. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. I feel like a lot of these dubstep artists are really killing it lately. Like we found one recently, we've been working with rail breakers out of California and mm-hmm. he recommended this one designer to us. We didn't even have an idea. We were basically just like, we want something that we can print on a t-shirt he comes back to us with like this sick ass skeleton with like speakers around him and chains coming off nice. and he just drafted it up by hand and then of course he digitized it but i've been mm-hmm. super impressed with all these like dubstep illustrators lately oh yeah there's definitely a very specific style that a lot of uh like a lot of the dubstep scene sort of goes for but me specifically i've always been like super into cartoons and um that was like one thing I always wanted to like incorporate into my brand and uh, junkyard what junkyard does that like I haven't really seen most designers do is he like de- definitely captures that um uh, sp- uh, uh I think it's called a oil hose no something something where it's like the, essentially the really old 1930s cartoons but then he like takes a darker twist to it and I'm like hey this fits my music actually really well with the dark twist and i really want that cartoon aesthetic i i just love high contrast things in general so that just ended up being a perfect match for Mm me yeah i mean i've noticed that a lot of these dubstep artists because we've hired a couple of artists to design art for us i like Mm -hmm. how they all have their own specific style but it still meshes well with the dubstep style that people look for yeah 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 i mean like for the most part like well, it, it really depends like what kind of dubstep because like you have like the Wookiee sort of dubstep where you're going for more vibey sort of stuff. And then you have like the heavier dubstep where it's pretty much where it's like all borderline metal at this point. And then you have like almost uh, excision style dubstep where it's like more like like futuristic and like techie sort of things. So, so there's like a bunch of 
different like art artistic visions with just dubstep i'm trying to think of other ones i feel like there's oh and you also got melodic dubstep too where it's like also futury but mm-hmm. it's like more light lighthearted <laughs> if that makes sense a little dreamier yeah perfect <laughs> cool well i think this is the time where we go into the lightning round it's our favorite part oh. <laughs> lightning round oh fuck so <laughs> hell yeah be ready we're gonna spit out some questions and just answer as quick as you can okay so, all right sounds good i'll get started what are your favorite fashion brands oh I, i'm a sucker for supreme <laughs> Clearly. But, uh, there's some other ones like max davis that i really like um represents and uh i like anything jordan pretty much what is the most memorable show that you've played memorable oh um you know what i'm gonna give it to it's like a tie between uh my like first headline montreal show and uh the that gigantic back-to-back with excision but like oh. that that one that one's interesting because that was only like 15 or i can't remember if it was 10 or 15 minutes but it was like really short but it was like yeah it, it that was definitely a wild experience the base uh, canyon one right yeah. yeah i was about to ask base canyon <laughs> that's awesome so would you rather pay for a or play for a big festival or would you rather play for a small intimate crowd um I only want to say big festival just because those are a little bit more infrequent. I, I think definitely like small crowds are a vibe for sure, but like there's nothing quite like playing like huge festivals, I would say. Well, speaking of huge festivals, would you rather play Kinetic Field or Legend Valley main stage? Uh, ooh, that's a well, technically I've already played Legend Valley main stage, so I'm gonna have to go for Kinetic Field just yeah. just because I haven't done that. Yeah, you have uh, back in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was uh, opening for uh, opening for the first day for Lost Lions, so that was a lot of fun. Hell yeah, I've seen the live stream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looks it looks wild. Oh yeah, oh, definitely. You was. gotta come next time, Yessie. You missed out. I know, it's unfortunate, but you know, I I had to work, so couldn't get time. Hey, Lost Lions might happen this year. I mean potential potential we'll be keeping an eye out for that one all right two more questions for you what is a dream collab that you have a space license yeah that's pretty much the like right off the top other than that but like the most unrealistic collab probably would be uh young lean but the reason why i say that is because i know specifically he hates dubstep I just picture like you and him riding on an ATV dripping in North Face, like one yeah. of his music videos. Yeah, that's that's the vibe. Yeah, I, I've been a big fan of his stuff for like five years now. Yeah, maybe you can epic. make it happen. Possibly, maybe. I don't know. With a D&B collab, maybe. Well, that yeah, that's to say Young Lean also likes D&B, which, I mean, he already hates dubstep, so I wouldn't be surprised if he hates D&B too. I'm just going to eventually like just make a move into pop just to... <laughs> just so that i could collab with young lean that's that's yeah. the real schmoove doesn't hurt to slide through those dms yeah well i mean like eh, the, i'm always really bad at doing that yeah. <laughs> that's the thing it takes skill you, you need like a whole degree to slide into the dms yeah. properly <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> how to slide into the DMs 101. <laughs> Next class. Where yeah, where do I send out? We'll send you a follow-up email after this. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Let's join go. our Skillshare soft skill skill soft course. <laughs> All right, last question. So would you prefer FL Studio or Ableton? FL. <laughs> it's yeah, no, FL gang. It's it's all FL. Sweet. Yeah. Well, do you have any last words for our audience? Um, well, no, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head, but uh thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate you like taking the time to uh one deal with me and, and everything. Oh gosh, yeah, I don't know how we were able to deal with you for the last yeah, I know. 30 minutes. I'm like... kind of a mess as you can like I mean, I just recently made my bed, but before it was a mess over here. Yeah, that bed clip. Um I think we'll just use that to promote the episode. Yeah, and- yeah, just just to have like a big circle on the bed and with an arrow pointing to it. It's like why is this so messy? This guy and yeah, just have a point arrow pointing at me. This guy's a mess. Yeah, and then next time we see you, you'll have the cat ears on, so we'll yeah, be able yeah, to get course. selfie. I'll be, I'll be more in a, a mental state to become the cat boy online. Cat boy, cat e boy. Yeah, cat boy online. So you're That's, a long boy, brain boy, cat boy. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of different faces to the Uber brand. That's what I love about it, though. Got to keep it unique. Got to keep it creative. And no one knows what to expect from you. So keep it Yeah, up. pretty much. That, that's really just the summary at this point. Sweet. Well, thank you to everyone who's listening. Be sure to stay safe out there. Take care of each other. And we will catch you on another episode of the Filthy Beat Inspectors podcast.